0: Fade to gray family. You are no stranger to my boy, Chad Johnson, and he knows something that you don't because if you're paying too much for your auto home life or small business insurance without having your own agent, you can trust to advise you correctly. Then you are not living your best life. Insurance agent. Chad Johnson has multiple companies to offer in these products and is licensed in Missouri, Illinois, Oklahoma, Kansas, Arkansas, and Iowa. All these places where Tornado Alley is, you know, it's tornado season. You're going to need insurance. Call or text message him at 417-421-2925 for a no obligation quote on any of your insurance needs. Again, call or text message Chad Johnson at 417-421-2925. Don't forget to tell Chad that you heard about him on the podcast to receive a rate reduction. You've heard him on the podcast. You know he's a great guy. He's going to take care of you. Call him today. Ladies and idiots. This is the Fade to Gray podcast. Everything will be
1: aces. Let's get faded, guys. Hell yeah. He has many, and I mean many, leather-bound books on shelves made of rich mahogany. Now you've
0: heard of gay conversion therapy. Well, this is gray conversion therapy. I think you're going to like it. I'm
2: not braver than you. I'm just drunker than you. And you're fat. You deserve to be called your fabulous. What do you think about the podcast? It sucks.
0: Nice. Ladies and gentlemen, the Fade of Grey podcast. Here
2: we are, here we
3: are, hanging out, coming at you live and direct. We got Seth. What's up? Myself, I'm Omar, Ethan, and Chris. What's going on, guys? Hey. <laughs> so we just wanted to catch you guys up on what's been going on in our lives recently. We haven't done any roundtable with just the table we have some exciting news about the podcast yes and also do. want to read some reviews yeah uh, Notice recently i was scrolling on facebook and on itunes and realizing oh shit we have some new five-star reviews and some people said some pretty nice things about us so uh, we mentioned earlier that if you guys did that we'd give you a shout out here so prepared to be shouted out so chris what's been going on with you man oh not much <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: good new good and talk. exciting
4: good things talk. just for
0: you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now it's been a shit storm, man. Things are crazy at work. Things are crazy at home. I'm pulling my hair out, Omar.
3: Uh, yeah, I don't know how much you want to get into it right now or right here right here, but I mean you look good. I know that um Everybody on Marco Polo has been kind of ducking every time you come around lately. Not sure, not sure <laughs> what you are going to say to him, but it's been. A I've lot been in
0: quite a mood. I'll say that <laughs> I got told that I was a bitch today by one of by one, by one of our uh, Patreon guys.
3: <laughs> wow,
0: he said you are a bitch. <laughs> but it's only because I was making fun of Meredith. I said something. It was stupid. It was like it was like Kip from Napoleon Dynamite humor. You know, like she said something about I am so excited they got a Datsun. You know, and so I was like, "Your mom's a Dodson." Anyway, I don't know, <laughs> Dachshund, whatever you call that damn dog. You get what I'm saying? But yeah, I've been in a mood. I've been in a weird mood. I'm I'm trying to get out of the funk. I guess I don't know. I'm uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm in a separation, a divorce. I don't know what the fuck to call it. My wife moved. Uh, I'm in the house by myself, trying to like make things my own, I suppose. And uh, it's been a weird. It's been a weird month. I'll just say that. Yeah, it's been really weird. I'm trying to figure shit out, trying to figure out who I am, what I want to do with myself. I mean, I, you know, I'm having to do it to myself because my wife's not here, but you get what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, I get what you're saying. And that's, that's, that's hard, bro. I mean, honestly, we all come. It is hard.
0: I haven't fucked in over a month.
3: Ah, that's where the edginess comes from. (laughs) Now we're getting to the truth. (laughs) But coming from a faith background, Chris, I don't know how much, you know, you want to talk about this, but we all. You know, are here for you, obviously, and but like it's really interesting watching it because I'm I'm happy for you. You know, as far as you know what's going to happen next, but I know growing up in a church environment, like saying that you're happy for somebody that you know is going through a, a change like this, it was almost sacrilegious. You yeah. know, but I, but I can see maybe you're, you're moving into a healthier place, and so good on you.
0: I'm really hoping to, I'm, you know, looking into getting counseling and not because I'm depressed or anything about my wife leaving. Like, yeah, it's sad and it's a change we've been together for, you know, we've been married for 12 years, but I, you know, you know, my relationship and I've spoken a little bit about it on the podcast, not in depth, but I've, I've, I have talked a little bit about it, but you know, it's just, I've got a lot of issues that stem from, you know, whenever I was a, a child that I've never been to counseling about that i'd love to just kind of get out and talk about now i could talk to my friends about it my of course i have my mom begging me please just talk to me and i'm like i can't talk to you you know (laughs) you're my mom so uh anyway i i'm looking forward to getting to see a counselor about these things and getting uh healthy so
3: well uh, i know a really good life coach i could reference you you know out in seattle area
0: oh i bet he's not covered
3: by my insurance Uh, you know what? So, David, if you're listening <laughs> to this, you need to get covered by like, w- what's the word that you'd get? So insurance will. Yeah, you need to be, be able to be
0: covered by my insurance. Yeah, yeah, he needs to be credentialed
1: money. with an insurance company.
0: That you is, can, it. Pardon, you'd probably charge what, like four hundred bucks an hour if you were uh, receiving insurance, and and P, and they would probably pay it.
3: Oh, that's insane. E- easy, easy. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, that's that's great. Go ahead, Chris or Seth. How are you doing?
1: I just wanted to comment to Chris, just, man, I know it's been a hard time and I know it's been rough and
3: I, I agree
1: with you. I think that counseling can be so incredibly vital, not because you have issues, but because you've been through stuff and we all have, um, and having someone that we can talk to face to face and be open and vulnerable with, without any fear of, you know, them telling someone else that you're going to be judged, all of that crap. It it really can make a big difference. So I'm happy to hear that you want to take that step because I think it can help.
0: Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm working on it. And and it's not just, you know, I don't know. It's also a bunch of religious trauma uh, as well that I'd love to get over. And I wonder, I mean, I don't know, like I said, I, I I would never say that I'm an atheist because who am I? I'm, I'm, how would I know? How would you ever know? So if, if there's a possibility of me to get through the religious trauma, who knows, maybe I'll uh, come back around to believing in God again. We'll see. We'll see. Chad pray for me, brother.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Chris, thanks for sharing that. Honestly, um, as you're talking about that, it's funny. I'm not just trying to like plug our episodes, but I really – it reminds me of, you know, the Life After podcast with Brady Harden, who we get to talk with here in a, here about an hour. Guys, we're actually going to record another episode with him. And he talks a lot about the religious trauma stuff. And also, back to the David interview, because um, you're talking about things that happen even when you were a child, um, you know, the psilocybin therapy that he was doing up in Canada. Where it was kind of like going back to like those childhood memories and and reliving them and like looking at them from a different perspective. Have you thought about doing something even as extreme as that, or are you just talking about just talking with somebody type of counseling?
0: Um, I don't really know that I need to go that deep. <laughs> it's just yeah, I think uh, I think counseling is a good place to start. If if and honestly, like I said, you know, it's not it's not really like I'm I don't know. And, and it is not just oppressed people that need a counselor. It's it's anyone who, you know, has any sort of baggage. But I just I really feel like I will be healthier if I can just talk to a professional about it. I don't know why. Uh, maybe that's some sort of weird stigma, uh cultural stigma or something, but uh yeah, I don't know that I want to go as far as to experiment with mind altering drugs.
3: Well, if that's a stigma, um, I think that's a good st- – you're talking about the whole fact of talking with somebody. I think that's a good thing yeah. to do. So I encourage that's, – that's the first step. And obviously somebody who's trained – in that area would be able to give you better advice than your buddy who likes to make mushroom tea. Like here, drink this. You'll be fine.
0: <laughs> you know what though? I wonder if in counseling, they actually give you advice though. Isn't it more like they, they don't really necessarily give you advice. It, Cause I think a lot of people have the misperception mis, uh, that you go to a counselor to figure out from them what you need to do. But a- am I wrong on that, Seth? You probably know more about that than I do. The way I view it new and
1: inexperienced counselors are going to give you advice. An older counselor, someone who is more experienced, is going to help you find the answer. Our job is not to give you the answer to things, but to help you find the answer for yourself. And the answer could look different from person to person. So it's it's really helping you discover what is best for you, what is true for you, not telling you what to do. But guiding you yeah. to what you need to know.
0: That's good. I feel like in my gut, I know what to do, but I just need help, I guess, like processing all of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: 100%. Well,
3: cool, man. I know you weren't planning on sharing that, but thanks for your being vulnerable and stuff. Yeah, Ethan. thank you. Yes. Thanks. Um, what do you got going on, homie?
5: A lot. How you, how you been? <laughs> uh, I've been well. We, uh, My family has a farm. Um, we actually just had our 150th anniversary on the farm as a family, um, and right now is maple sugaring season, so we are in full swing making maple syrup, which um, it's a very short, precise season, and you've got to do the work when the time is right. So there's a lot of running around and, uh, and crunch time going on, and then right when that's happening, I'm in the middle of a big project at my job, um, which is actually going very well. But all of it together means that sleep is something that's been evading me lately. But, but it's just for you know like these couple of weeks, and then and then everything will go back to normal.
0: Well, now wait a minute. I thought, did you move to Canada? No. Uh, then how are you making maple syrup?
5: <laughs> because maple syrup in northern New York is like the thing. Everybody, everybody. Um, if you don't, make as well it, your Canada. neighbors do, or uh, you know, or you know somebody that does. There's lots of little, um, little sugar shacks or sugar shanties that make you know just enough for their family. But my family makes, um, you know, between a thousand and fifteen hundred gallons a year.
0: Oh my god! Now, how does one make maple syrup?
5: Well, in the olden days, <laughs> you would tap uh, maple trees for their sap, but that's like. You know, ancient technology now because the University of Vermont in the last couple of years has, re, you know, just revitalized the whole industry. So we, uh, we now, everything is done with um, tubing and uh, vacuum suction. Uh, and we use sterile um, disposable taps because we know now that the bacteria is what tells the tree to start closing the hole. So we use sterile disposable taps every year. So many
0: sex jokes right now. I know, it's great. So many sex jokes. Continue, continue. And
5: uh, and so we we hook up these trees, uh, we tap the trees, we suck the sap out of them through vacuum lines (laughs) right back to our sugar shanties. (laughs) And uh, it's great, it's great, guys. You don't like... Explaining this to like old people and kids that come to, and want to like a tour of your sugar shanty, and you're like, don't laugh. <laughs> so I just feel like
3: the tree needs to like at least have consent or something. With no, all this going there
5: on. is no <laughs> consent. It is completely up to us. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's great. Then you. So we should expect Jesus some
3: stuff. syrup, right? Recent, some soon. You're gonna be sending some syrup oh, in yeah. the mail.
5: Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure.
3: <laughs> so, is it just come get come get it, right? That's you tell people. Make your way to
5: yeah, New York. Make your way to South Colton, New York. Stop on in.
3: Do
0: you guys uh, do you guys make any sugar free maple syrup?
5: No. <laughs> oh, that's a bummer. It's entirely is sugar. there such a thing? It's yeah, maple is there syrup such a thing is sugar free. It's one hundred percent syrup. It's one hundred percent sugar rather. <laughs> so, so actually the. It used to be maple sugar, and the industry existed up here because it was too expensive to get real sugar from like the Bahama sugar cane areas. Um, so you would boil past the syrup stage until you got to like a sugar candy state, and then you would grind that up, and that would be the sugar that you would use in your area. And then the, was
0: it like a brown sugar?
5: Yeah, yep, it's kind of brownish.
0: Oh my god! But that was amazing.
5: Yeah. The industrial revolution killed that though. So now no one makes sugar from it now. And now we just make syrup.
0: That's less of a process. That's right. good. The more you know. <laughs> what about you, Seth? How are you doing? I'm good. I'm doing very
1: well. It a lot has happened and a lot has changed for myself since we've last had an episode like this. I am now a full-time employee at my job. I'm no
0: longer a temp. Woo. Yeah. Yay. I'm getting ready to move. No, wait a minute. Didn't you negotiate like a really fat salary? <laughs> I
1: tried and I failed, but they gave ah. me a really fat salary. So I'm oh, o- that's nice. So I'm okay with it. Yeah. Oh,
0: well, that's good. Uh, yeah,
1: and I'm going to move 30 minutes away from where I live currently. I'm moving out of the city and into a place called Saint. Peter's, which is near St. Charles. Anyways, I'm going to be much closer to my job and in a much nicer place. So really excited about that.
0: And I started a church.
5: Oh, you know, and as one does.
0: Tell us a little bit about the church. You got the sanctuary, right? Right. Is that what you're calling it? Yeah. The sanctuary. Tell us about it. What is it? So I was a part of the bad Christian community for a really long
1: time, and it was great to help me deconstruct and kind of understand where I was going. But then I, I just found myself stagnant. I wasn't going anywhere. Um, I could deconstruct and I could talk about my faith. And we started this podcast, Fade to Gray, which has just been so much fun and incredible. But I wanted to take a next step in my faith, I wanted something more. Uh, than just bad Christian and fade to gray. So I created a thing called The Sanctuary, and we just meet every Sunday. We do um, some worship, either something online or someone actually plays. We have a discussion on some type of topic related to Christianity and our faith and our lives, and then we do just a little pray out at the end. It's
0: been pretty cool. Well, one one thing that I think people need to know is that it's an online church. It's completely digital. Like no one meets in the same room. And here's the funny part, guys. I have joined a church. I've joined Seth's church. I'm part of the sanctuary. Now that doesn't mean I'm a Christian. It just means I'm, you know, I'm hanging out. I'm testing the waters here. And I have to say, it's been pretty cool. Uh, There's a lot of really good people that are meeting there Um, and not too many, not too many that you'd be like overwhelmed, but you know, enough that it's been interesting conversation and you know, certainly it's been nice. It's been cool because the last church I went to, I was just not feeling it. So this one was way up more, you know, way up my alley, way more up my alley, I guess I should say. Uh, And yeah, Uh, Seth, how can people find out about how to be a part of that? Well, uh, you
1: would need to reach out to us, um, specifically um, someone in that group, because we do have it closed down. I think you can find it and you can request to join, but you you have to be granted permission because we're creating it as a private space for people to feel safe. So I would uh, Facebook the sanctuary or hit me up, Seth Showalter, as well as a way of getting in.
3: So this is like the next step for us becoming more of a cult, right? For everyone who says if Fade Gray is uh, turning into a cult, this would be the next step. And then the 501c3 is the next after that.
0: The yeah. only cult that I want to join is the one where we have some sort of a, a, a camp experience. Omar, how have you been doing?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing great, man. Oh Well, I mean... Putting up with uh, you know a little bit of the crazy in law stuff going on, uh, mother-in-law, uh, was, I think we had a good run, 10 years, um, kind of drama-free, um, pretty supportive of everything. But I think us not going to church and that whole change has finally taken a toll on the mother-in-law, her fundamentalist side is showing greatly and intervening, thinks that my oldest has a demon and that like... Yeah. It's, it's been fun. So, um, oh my that, gosh. that, that's been, um, you know, new and exciting, but it's, it's something that I realized about myself that probably five years ago, maybe even three years ago, it drove me insane. Cause I would really care what people think about me and especially somebody like my wife's parents type of a thing. But just realizing that like, I'm at a place now where not to be rude, but I really just don't care what other people's opinions. And I really just see it more as I have great – I used the word grace. Sorry, guys. I have um, understanding of like where she's coming from. You know, she just loves her daughter and she's scared of like, you know, fiery damnation probably. And so – and she – there's some control issues there clearly, you know, thinking that like, you know, she knows how her daughter's life is supposed to be because, you know, Elizabeth's like, I mean, it's not even really what I want to be doing, mom. But she wants to blame everything that's not – Going the way she wants it to on me at this point, so that's been fun. But um, parenting one by one, right? Uh, work's been fun though. Been focusing on that. Uh, summertime picking up. It's getting nicer out. Um, that and just the podcast. You know, talking about uh, summer camp. Um, not this summer, but next summer, uh, guys. We're still planning on trying to get together with. Um, yes. All of our patreon followers actually anybody who hears the sound of my voice who's interested may even partner with the bad christian community and do like a week-long hangout at a summer camp someplace out west where it's weed legal and we can just kind of do our inner kid and hang out play volleyball you know go horseback riding canoeing all that stuff building relationships and still be able to bring in like maybe a band or two for the evenings to cut it, cut loose and have some party into Now,
0: well. speaking of building relationships, whenever I was at camp as a kid, you know, you always met <laughs> a girl from somewhere else and, you know, you might've taken her in the woods and made out with her, but certainly, you know, at a Christian camp, you, you probably wouldn't have uh, gone past that at this camp. Are we allowed to fuck?
3: Oh dude, it's baby making one-on-one for sure. I mean, it's <laughs> one of those things. What happens at camp stays at camp. But, so, like, dude, I don't know I what kind of Christian questions. camp you
5: went to, but I hooked up with a camp counselors. <laughs> Damn the boys! <laughs> that might be one
3: of the sign-up sheets. You can sign up for like daily activities. We may have like you know the orgy class as one of the activities. <laughs> Completely joking, <laughs> or am I?
5: So <laughs> <laughs> We're going to auction off the one well, fade to gray guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pick me, pick me. We should have a swingers newly uh, single. Uh,
3: so no, yeah. Speaking of the swingers, we had. Recently, if you guys have not checked out the Your Atheist Pastor with Luke King episode, um, the end of that episode, we talked to him about his new endeavors in the swinging world. And it caused quite that interesting conversation in our Marco Polo group. Yes, it did.
0: <laughs> there was a lot of people that are on polar opposite ends of this one.
3: Yeah, some, some people that just the thought of it made their stomach turn, you know. <laughs> and so, and I think so. we learned
1: to not use the word all. Mm. In in speaking of groups of people or uh, different categories of faith or whatever, we should never refer to a group as all.
3: Blanket statements are always right. triggering, no matter yep, what. Yeah. And so, we made a few that, in at that the same episode. time. We should also we should also recognize though that blanket statements they are what they are. They're not accurate but we shouldn't allow them to trigger us as well. Like if it's something like that, just know that it's not, if it doesn't apply to you, don't let it apply to you. If the shoe doesn't fit, don't wear it, right? That's what my stepdad growing up in the South used to always say.
0: I really, really, really liked that episode with Lucas King. I thought he was great and definitely want you guys to go check out his podcast. You're atheist pastor. He's not militant about atheism. He's not evangelical about it. It's just a conversation from a, a guy who's, you know, in, uh, I guess he's in, he's a post-Christian. He used to be a Christian pastor and now he's an atheist. So, um, actually I'm going to be on the podcast pretty soon. Omar, you are too. And Seth, uh, all three oh, of Seth. us. He's, yeah.
3: He's, a, nice. he's definitely a friend of the podcast you know luke if you're listening uh, much love shout out for like you've been part of the family forever and like he said he's interested in what we're doing over at to gray and he's gonna have us on to kind of talk about what it's like having a community of believers and non-believers in the same thing and respecting all of each other and people who may even fall into slightly fundamentalist beliefs and still be part of the same community it's it's interesting to (laughs) to growing pains and that was one of the episodes that really got people stirred up (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) so let's let us officially apologize i know uh seth did but yes i agree we should not make blanket statements and and i will say that i don't think that Every church, while I do think every church is an institution, not every institution is bad and you can still have family atmospheres inside of that institution. But let's just say it is what it is. And we are talking about leadership inside of the church as far as there being a different standard once you become a leader that they don't. Anyway, <laughs> check, check it out. Check it out, guys.
1: Your church can be your family, but there are some churches that do not
0: operate like families. That's true, yeah. right? Families, like the Church of Scientology. Ooh. Well,
3: families that's kind of offer a family. It's just a really weird family.
1: <laughs> families offer unconditional like love. Institutions offer conditional love.
5: Well, I, like, I don't know that families offer unconditional love. I would like, say, yeah. Which family did <laughs> yeah, you? Which family, family did you family. grow up in?
1: What, yeah. what the family is supposed to do—that is.
5: There you go. <laughs> Qualifying <laughs> statement. Don't use
3: the word all. There you go. Right on, guys. So, should we read a couple of reviews? Should we shout out to some of the love that's been showered at us? Should we shower some back? Let's do it. All right. I'm going to read one right now from iTunes. And this was written by Samuel. Samuel J.L., not Samuel L.J.
0: Is this California Sam or Australian Sam?
3: This is California Sam. Okay. And, uh,
0: I was going to say, I really like him, but I like both of them.
3: (laughs) In in, in fact, Sam used to be around a whole lot more. I think he's probably busy, maybe Ubering or something along those lines, but Sam, we miss you. Come back to us
5: for real, man.
3: Well, he was, it was just
5: his birthday and he went to see his brother. So that's probably why. Okay. Happy birthday, Sam. Gotcha. Happy
0: birthday, bud.
3: Let me read this. So this is gonna be fun for you guys because I read great. In front of people. So <laughs> my kids, um, sometimes when I, it's my turn to put them to bed and read the bedtime stories, they're like, aww, because <laughs> they know they're not going to get the voices and stuff for the different characters. And I'm going to stumble through like the names of the characters. Anyway, so here we go. <laughs> for a podcast that has been, uh, first of all, it's titled Better Every Week. For a podcast that has been around for less than a year, this is truly outstanding. Aw. It would be easy really for a nice. podcast with... Over a half dozen people on it to get messy and convoluted. But FTG utilizes every resource at their disposal to create a quality product. They don't talk over each other, something most podcasts fail at continually. You feel like they are actually listening to each other instead of just waiting for their chance to say something funny. But they still manage to make you laugh while educating you and themselves on whatever topic they bring to the table. And possibly the best music... On a podcast you'll find out there. Um, always anticipate the new episode every week. Sam, that's awesome. Thanks, bro. That that's thanks, uh, some dude. heartwarming comments. And, um, that means a lot. Come back to us. Yeah.
0: Well, I know on <laughs> the music he's talking about. Uh, yeah, on the music he's talking about the uh, news for
3: noobs rap for sure. I mean, no, it's got to be what he's talking gotta about. It's got to be the mental. The mental music is <laughs> our
2: best for sure. Do <laughs> you have oh, a bad God. day?
0: <laughs> yeah if you haven't listened to seth's mental episode you gotta listen to it it's pretty good well i say episode segment so maybe there will be one on this roundtable episode who knows we'll see it's very possible yeah and really that whole intro the credit goes to you and andy correct the intro no that was me and Chombi. but andy and provided uh andy provided a lot of the audio of him and his daughter avery um for that, but no, Chombi and I put that together. And Heath wrote the actual music.
3: Oh, he's actually talking about his intro no, for mental, mental. And you did that all yourself. The intro oh. to
0: the segment Mental. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said the, in- no. the intro to the podcast. No, I meant the yeah. intro to, to Mental. Yeah. I don't know who wrote that. Oh, was, I don't either.
3: <laughs> what do you mean you don't know he wrote that? That was you, Chris. <laughs> that sounds I'm, like pretty a sure, lie. I'm pretty sure. How I'm long Pretty sure that's you. That's like a hidden skill, Chris. That does, <laughs> does actually. If you need a jingle or podcast music, honestly, I'm gonna say it because Chris probably won't, um, but he is hella fucking talented. Um, if you guys need editing done, um, you got pay these men. Obviously, but Chris and Chombi are both amazing editors, and I would recommend them highly. Um, they've taught me stuff every week, Thanks. and I'm not even joking. So,
1: and I would Thank like you. I would like to mention that when that epi- when that segment came out, I had never even heard
0: <laughs> of the intro. <laughs> that was <is> a surprise <laughs> by my friend Chris. So I was so excited for you to hear it. <laughs> they're not just gay; they're mental. <laughs> <laughs> we should do a clip right oh, now and just God. play that intro. Well, maybe right now we'll interject the uh, yeah. mental segment if there is one. So there I you think go. We should.
3: <laughs> Somebody else read another review. So Sam, thanks. And obviously um if you're listening to this and you have not yet given us a five star review or review on iTunes or liked or subscribed, please go do that. Um get the word out. We're we are hard at work on some different ideas, getting some awesome interviews lined up. In fact, the Patreon, we just talked with Matt Carter, and that's only going to be released to our Patreon supporters. So if you follow Bad Christian or Emery, um, you're interested in hearing a little bit of some behind-the-scenes stuff with Matt, um, go ahead, jump on patreon.com, look to Fade to Great Podcast join we'll give you a link to our marco polo and jump in the conversation there but also be getting some behind the scenes podcast and some audio and also chris tell them about um what they can find on youtube right now
0: oh um well it should be up by the time this airs there is a video of when we spoke to claudia Carbajal. um and that's also being made available in the patreon so if you're a um Patreon, or you're a what do they call it? Patreon. If you're a Patreon member of Fade to Grey, then you'll get access to the to that video. You're also going to get access to the Matt Carter video too, which will be very interesting for you, since he'll be walking (laughs) around the entire time and just be all over the place. But anyways, yeah, yeah. Well, I I don't know. Maybe that episode's already aired by now, but who knows? Do you guys mind if I read the Dickerson? Review? Go for it. All right. Um, So, Rhea Dickerson, who actually is, uh, she's a guest a lot on this podcast. You guys are actually going to hear her. Or may have already heard her by the time this airs. Uh, there's a special episode coming out with her on it. Actually, there's two special episodes coming out with her on it. Um, but anyhow, she has left us a review over at iTunes as well. Five stars. Thank you, Rhea. And it says, the podcast is only the beginning. And she's right because she's part of our fade to gray Patreon group, which we call Faytreon, and uh, she gets to see the conversations we have in there with our guests all the time, which is pretty cool. Um, and she says, "Excellent group of friends and great conversation. Not afraid of messiness and the self contradictions we all have in our beliefs, all with humor ranging from completely irreverent to jokes astrophysicists chuckle at." So I thought that was pretty nice.
3: That was a really nice comment. Yeah, thanks, Raya. Raya, we love yeah. you and. And if you haven't yet already go to her podcast as well, Depths of Echo, that's Depths, not Depths, and like and subscribe there and leave her a five-star review. And Rhea, I owe you one because, um, yeah, that was very nice of you. And that's what I was going to say. I remembered um, if you guys like what we have on YouTube with the Claudia episode, um, that's something that you can look forward to more often as we are going to be utilizing more video now, um, as fade to gray moves forward, we're going to have a lot more fun with that. So you can see our faces and the things that we're doing and uh, laugh at us as we are interviewing our guests and each other. So.
0: And one thing I'd like to say about Rhea Dickerson's podcast, uh, depth of echoes, which is phenomenal. She just recently had an episode about touch and it was incredible. Um, if you haven't gone and listened to that one yet, I believe uh, Meredith is a guest on that. Uh, she's one of our uh, Patreon members. It's uh, it's really good stuff, and you're going to want to hear it for sure.
5: Awesome.
3: Good
0: stuff. Let's hear guys. another
5: review. I've got one. Cool. So on our Facebook page, Liz left us a review. She says it's an interesting list. Is this Liz Breer? Yes. Yes, it is lover it's an interesting listen and an interesting concept this crew has fun and the rapport is tight you may not always agree but i think that's the point they are not afraid to speak their minds or poke fun at sensitive topics i respect the authenticity even with the occasional cringe great guest speakers <laughs> yeah right <laughs> great guest speakers as well and the recent addition of segments like mental is a nice touch there you go seth ah there See? you go they're the intro. Polo- yeah right their Marco Polo community is a snazzy addition and a great way to connect with them. They strive to create a family, and for those looking for that connection, you can find it here. Liz, that's awesome.
0: Oh, that's really nice.
5: Yeah, yeah.
3: Liz, thanks for that. And she's somebody who I've gotten the opportunity to hang out with in person a few times, and she's a lot of fun. Liz, love you. Thanks for that. And uh, she's got that New York attitude. She she'll come in and tell it how it is. Yeah. That's she
0: always tells me and Andy about our news for noobs. Hey, guys, go fuck yourselves.
1: <laughs>
0: Liz and I go back quite a bit before uh,
1: Fade to Grey started. She's one of my favorite people uh, that I met through Bad Christian, actually, uh, but now is a major supporter of us. And that really means a lot to me that she would mention mental. So thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah. And adding another one from Facebook, um, Kara Fernstrom uh, stated that this podcast is full of interesting insights and fun, lighthearted humor where appropriate and sometimes maybe inappropriate. They cover a wide range and the entire team has (laughs) great chemistry and
0: handles delicate subjects with grace. I thought that was really nice. Well, Kara is really nice. I actually got to meet both Liz, Kara and Rhea at the bad christian conference in february and it was awesome getting to meet those ladies so i really really like them and thank you very much for giving us reviews on facebook and itunes and uh yeah
3: wow i just noticed something guys we've come a long way because when we first started fade to gray if anyone's been there from the beginning. um Shout out to like Amber or anybody else that's been there from the very beginning. Chad, possibly. You know, of some of the pushback that we had gotten is that it was all male voices and there wasn't any room for female, and and so and it was almost like a bro club. But out of out of the four reviews we just read, only one of those reviews was a man, and they're that's all and the rest are all very valuable opinions of women. And only valuable because they liked us. No, I'm joking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you, you know what else I've noticed is, is that like we have, we've got a lot of interviews with women. I've, that's not intentional. It's not like we go, hey, let's make sure to get a woman on here. It's just, yeah, it's just happening. I don't know. That's weird.
3: It's not intentional, but it is good to say that, hey, at least we are willing to change and grow. And we do listen to feedback. It's not like we go out and we're going to try to change. We're going to be authentic to who we are. But as we grow into it, like I love where this podcast is growing and, and what's coming down the pipe. And so, um, stay tuned.
0: You know it's you know it's growing right now
3: and coming down your pipe. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My dick for Brady Harden. Let's get ready. Yeah, we
3: got to get ready, guys. So that's it. Um, <laughs> oh, appreciate shit. you. Love you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I forgot uh, all about that. Energy. Catch you,
3: catch you guys uh, next week. Yep, we're we're, we're out of here. <laughs> Bye.
0: These are the movies that molded me. These are the movies that molded me. J- I love the movies. J- I love the movies. Hey, one love. Hey, I like the movies with the boobies. <laughs> <coughs>
3: All right, guys. Here we go again. Welcome back to another Movies That Molded Me. It's been a while. We apologize. But I am so excited about what we're going to talk about today. This is honestly one of the reasons why I wanted to do Movies That Molded Me. This movie. What movie is was, it, Omar? That was released. You hold your horses, sir.
0: You got me that. so excited.
3: This is this is called like the buildup, okay? People okay. are on the edge of their seats right now. Just like, what movie <laughs> is this? Because Frozen? I'm so going to really like, I'm sure it was on the top billboards in
2: 1988. Chicago. And it was a Ron, Ho-
3: Ron Howard-directed movie as well. Oh, I know so, what this is. So, so you got to know it's going to be quality. Um, Val Kilmer <laughs> was the lead. <laughs> um, we're talking about Willow. Willow. The original Lord of the Rings. <laughs> the better oh. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh.
5: the, the
3: better version. Of Lord of the Rings, something just happened, and I and I feel like there might be a little bit of manifestations over there on Seth's <laughs> side. Are is was that a demon coming out of you just now? What was that noise?
2: It's his cord. <laughs> your cord's <laughs> freaking
3: out. Yeah, yeah. Fix your cord, buddy. You're you can't hear what you're saying. Professional podcasting here, guys. <laughs> no, it's still not working. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, not gonna say a word. <laughs> how, how many have we done of these?
0: <laughs> this is episode number forty, Seth.
3: Uh, should we leave all this in? We we'll leave in just the silent pause. This is for George, this is for George. <laughs> Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> and Noble. <laughs> we want we want to be nice and raw for you. So um, we're gonna take our kids to the park. Here in a second.
1: There, there you go. you
3: are back. So you all know the demon like left you after I said that Willow Lord of the Rings better than Lord of the Rings Lord of This cord Ring. is bad.
1: It, the thing's <laughs> And the day that I found this out, I ordered Blame four. it on the cord. I ordered yeah. four of them. Yeah. Yet they have yet mm-hmm. to come in the mail. So I am waiting so that I can have efficient hardware.
3: Uh, Isn't it just like a mini USB cord, though? Don't is. they sell those at the, your your local gas station?
0: No, that not like that one. No, Seth, have you been sticking the USB cord in your ass again? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> just, try to get the uploads. No, <laughs> no, <laughs>
1: no, I have not. Have you?
3: Is that the best gay joke you can Should think we of? We be
1: concerned
3: about <laughs> that. that <one. laughs> <laughs> All right, so here we go. Movies that mo to me, Willow. That Lord Ooh. of the Rings better than Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. So I'm so excited. I don't L-O-T-R. even know what that meant <laughs>
0: So much better than LOTR.
1: <laughs> what did you just say?
3: It's not nearly as boring. It doesn't take three movies to walk through the woods to drop a, a, a ring into the fire pit. And I think Lord of the Rings stole the whole eagle idea. From when the brownies in the Willow movie or stole the baby from the stupid Kitty while he was taking the a bee.
2: Hang <laughs> on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Was Willow a book first? Oh, because no, like,
3: like, Lord,
0: like,
2: Lord of the Rings what? was a book first, written by a man named J.R.R. Tolkien, which was back in what the 30s or 40s.
0: And it's like oh, that doesn't yeah, yeah. matter, Elizabeth.
2: It, that
3: doesn't matter. it, that is, it does It matter. No, no, it does not matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? <laughs> His book was written. They stole oh, all God. the direct, they stole all, all right. the directing notes from Ron Howard when they when they made <laughs> it over the years. <laughs> the frick?
2: Okay, right, so the,
3: hold,
1: okay, hold. You mean to tell me
3: the J.R.R. Trigger some nerds here, guys? Sorry,
1: J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> went out of his way, created <laughs> entire languages, people
3: groups. Uh, Man, uh, have you
0: not seen race.
2: Willow
3: where they
0: have Shut their up, languages?
2: We're
3: talking, about the, we're talking about a movie. We're not talking about books right now, okay? We're not talking about... The movie is
2: based on the and it was written years and years before,
3: Lo- loosely based upon the book. It is, done. And, and, it is done. And, and and the Willow movie. You it's, never it's a read mix- Lord of the
2: Rings, Mixer- Omar Williams. I can tell it's you, the mixture of, <laughs> I know it's how the much you the book the movie
1: <laughs> So, first of all, when did Willow come out? Nineteen eighty-eight. When did Lord of the Rings? When did the first ones come out?
0: Two thousand and one, I believe. Well, yeah, what the about the ones one. before though? What about the ones not, before that?
3: We're not talking about books here, guys. The, this is not books that molded me. This is movies that motherfucking molded me. <laughs> <laughs> and Lord of the
0: Rings was not one of them.
2: But, yeah. The first one came up in two thousand came out in two thousand one. The second one or maybe two thousand. The second one came out in two thousand three.
3: Anyway, we're not talking about Lord of the Rings. We're talking about a much better movie called Willow. If you guys Amen. have not seen it, you should check it out. Equal opportunity movie. Um, got <laughs> lots of little people in there like playing me. <laughs> lots no of little
2: Yeah, they're
3: little yeah. people. Playing... Playing lead role. That's
0: no. Sorry, Seth prefers the word midget. Yeah, or dwarf. (laughs) Yeah, he's he's very
3: he's very stuck in the (laughs) eighties. I would like to just
1: be open and honest and confess here (laughs) that I had not seen Willow, and I don't think that I regret it. But try to (laughs) (laughs) talk about the film, and I'll see if
3: I should give it. You're just angry about the fact that we said it's better than Lord of the Rings. Well, I just I think that's an
1: asinine (laughs) statement. I think it's
3: like saying the Earth is flat.
1: What did you just call me, motherfucker?
2: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hang on. No, uh, I just realized is... something, though. S- Seth, you're younger yes. than like all of us. What year were you born? Oh,
1: that's true. Do you want me to say that I was born us. in front of everyone yes. the entire world that listens to this episode? Uh, yes, 80, all 100 1989. People.
2: Uh, yeah, see? So he wasn't the movie even, came born you even born yet. He wasn't even born.
3: I think oh, we're up to go. 110 people actually now. Maybe, oh, right, so. right. Sorry. There we go.
2: Not to offend the <laughs> 110th person. <laughs> <laughs> we love you all. Don't stop listening. <laughs> Please, <laughs> Tell your friends. <laughs> like and subscribe.
3: <laughs> so, and share. Anyway, I, I think that uh, as far as Willow goes, the, the main selling points for me, you have basically an epic journey of epic. like uh the hobbits basically um, are they hobbits some, what are they called some, uh, they're called
2: midgets pecs <laughs> pecs
0: pecs uh, oh, are they like legitimately called pecs by the uh grown-up or oh, i say grown-ups <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> wow i'm so sorry most right
2: offensive podcast yet <laughs>
0: By the normal sized people, normal you're normal. not even normal. That's sized, Chris. Chris. That's why I can say it. That's why I can say it because the I myself people. am a peck.
3: <laughs> but at least you're at least you're not a brownie. There's three different like <laughs> types of people. You have the pecks or the little people who are basically midgets or dwarfs. And actually, it's really interesting. Work Davis, the, one of the lead roles, actually I love does that, that. guy dwarfism you can see it in the way he's walking and carrying and moving himself but he's such an amazing actor still acting val kilmer had a great 90s had a decent mm, okay everybody knows val Kilmer. sorry buddy you're probably <laughs> you're probably one of our 110th listener
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah he didn't have a good
0: 2000s yeah. Well, let's go back to Warwick Davis real quick because okay. have you, have you guys ever seen life is short with uh, Warwick Davis and uh, the guy that's British. Who's was the office. Oh, what's his name? I don't know. Warwick Davis is British dude. David Bryant from the office. I think it was named
2: the original. Who office. plays him? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh no. Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Oh, Okay. Okay, so Warwick Davis and Ricky Gervais have a show called Life Is Short. It's hilarious. It's about um, it's about uh, Warwick Davis's like life, loosely based on. It's almost like a mockumentary about his everyday life, and it's awesome. You have to see it.
3: Right? Yes, yeah, so he's a, he's a great actor. Did great in the role. Uh, Joanne Wally, who plays the redhead oh. princess, who was like the evil princess who turns good. Val Kilmer's like love of the movie. Who apparently Chris had some inside information i didn't know about it just told me
0: yeah so they met on the uh on the set there of that film
3: and fell in love and were married for like a decade at least see that makes it even better than lord of the rings too. another reason why it's better <laughs> and then and they even have like the, the brownies uh so you have regular sized people as chris likes to call them um you have <laughs> the the pecs which is the main
2: have you met a mission? they call us normal people normal size
3: hold on a second babe let me get through just the description of the movie (laughs) 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 and then we can wrap up this thing up for everybody and then you have the pecs which are basically they cgi people the size of like what would you say probably like three inches tall and they're just hilarious kind of w- wildlings, if, you, if that's safe to say. And um, it's one of those sorcerer magic movies, you know. Uh, uh, Willow's trying to be the greatest sorcerer, and he's on his epic journey to Sorcery? Drink.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. Seth, just like – And the just like special effects are
2: here. something to be seen.
0: <laughs> For 1988, they did a fantastic job.
3: Sorry, it's not some glowing eye in the middle of the sky. I mean, it's it's not it's not, it's not that good.
0: You mean the black
3: hole, Seth? What are we talking? About? What kind of black hole are we talking Seth about? Seth is here?
0: always talking about black holes. Listen, if you zoom out of the black hole picture, it's actually pretty fucking awesome. Won't you come?
3: All right, Stone Temple Pilots. That's it. That's all we have. South so, Garden. so. <laughs> Is that what it is? is? I got the yes. wrong band too? All right. That's great. Anyway, I wasn't allowed to listen to that when I was growing up. Like, it was one of those movies. Uh, Willow, it's good. Make your kids watch it. Watch it. Uh, it'll change your life. It molded me. I'm better I'm Better because of it. And what? That's, what? moving, on,
0: what, moving well, no, on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you give Willow on the grayscale?
3: Oh, <laughs> oh, five out of five. They'd invented the grayscale. Well, I kept the grayscale. <laughs> you're setting the bar you can't you can't vote sir you can't vote you didn't even watch it (laughs) this
1: grayscale. i mean it must be (laughs) the parameters (laughs) on this thing this is a
3: five (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like it's like getting an emmy or something like that it's pretty important it's pretty prestigious i'll just
0: say that i have seen this movie hundreds of times and i love it but uh, there's no way I can give it a five.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man!
0: I give it a solid four. Solid on the four. Scale.
3: Uh, yeah, we'll take it.
2: I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I watched it when I was older. Like I didn't grow up watching it. I don't know if. I mean, I guess the sorcery was probably too much for my mom. I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, I watched it when I was 20 for the first time, and we laughed. My friend Karis and I <laughs> laughed the whole way through it, because neither of us had seen it before. <laughs> We're like, this is ridiculous! <laughs> and our friend would let us borrow it. She's like, you didn't grow up watching it? We're like, no, this is ridiculous! So... Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ridiculous in an amazing way.
2: <laughs> I mean, I could see it that if you've funny. grown up you're with not, it, but it's hilarious.
3: You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to, it is, it's supposed to be funny. I mean, like a lot of like what Ron Howard does. It's not supposed to be taken super seriously. I thought it was right. an I epic that's,
2: journey. Yeah. and that's, It is an epic journey. Yeah. And that's kind of how it was sold to me was that this is, it's this epic journey. So we weren't expecting it to laugh. We weren't expecting to laugh at it so much. And I felt like I was laughing at it, not with it. <laughs> If that makes sense,
3: (laughs) yeah. I I compared to the from the producer side of things. There's definitely a lot of like comedy, like the way they overdo the stuff. I'd say it's kind of like Princess Princess Bride and the way they do a lot of that stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I I guess that you
3: guys guys need to know that it's that it's not you're not supposed to take it seriously in such. Of it doesn't take itself seriously at all. It's not a movie from start to. And it has, like, some serious notes, but it really is just kind of fun. Like, we just were w- watching clips, and I was rolling, just watching, like, you know, <laughs> meow, meow.
2: <laughs> It was pretty it. funny.
3: Um, so what would you give it, babe? Um, All that salt over there, Seth. All that
0: yeah, and, there. and let's just be clear here. Omar and I saw this as a kid, as kids. So... Ours is a little bit, maybe more nostalgic. All right, Elizabeth saw it as an adult. Let's see what she gives. And
3: that's why we're better people. We're better people for it. Apparently, our (laughs) parents loved us more.
2: Oh, ow! (laughs) (laughs) I I might have to go see a counselor, Seth. (laughs) Let's private polo for a second. (laughs) Well, it's Um, an interesting
1: concept. (laughs) I want to talk about here in a minute.
2: (laughs) I want to. I want to give it a two, but I feel like I should give it a three because the time oh, okay
0: that's not bad
2: the time period in which it was made they did a decent job but i still have a hard time i mean and i watched it 15 years ago <laughs> and uh i thought the special effects were bad then um <laughs> but yeah I a two and a half i'll give it a two and a half
0: oh okay well, they just re-released it on digital for the first time. Yes. I say re-released, released it on digital for the first time. And so they've kind of cleaned some of that stuff up a little bit. It looks pretty all right. Yeah, I mean, it's not great.
2: Well, I did find it in Walmart and I almost bought it for Omar and then didn't because I'm an asshole, but, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, after hearing your guys' uh, stories about Willow and kind of just hearing about the film <laughs> and then hearing your ratings. <laughs> and, ha- and
3: having a lot of small because of that lord of the rings comment
1: i I may not have seen it but i still think that i can give it a score uh and it's coming in at right about
0: 2.5 okay well all right so seth let me ask you this are you a lord of the rings fan um yes oh well that's why you're just pissed off that that lord of the rings gets so much shit these days back in the day it was some sort of cinematographic. Marvel people were like you know Oh this is the greatest movie ever made it's an epic Blah 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 Name one other thing that Peter Jackson has done that you think is good Okay so we need to clarify Something here (laughs) My love of Lord of the Rings has
1: Absolutely nothing to do With Peter Jackson
0: Oh okay so you're one of those people that Were like really into the Tolkien books Yes
3: no he's into the fact that like It's an epic gay love story (laughs)
1: <laughs> that is one interpretation. <laughs> doesn't necessarily
3: mean that's my. Interpretation. So, so if I, I have to tread lightly around the Lorens, because it's like you know, it's, it's like a cultural thing, and I'm sorry for a that. Like, it has nothing thing. to do. I, yeah, it, the gay culture. <laughs> there's, a, there's a gay culture.
2: There right? were
1: people who would punch you in the face for saying that.
2: <laughs> really? Yeah. It's it's a tribe, not a culture
1: lord of the rings is what? genius it's legacy it's, mm, tri- the, books. it's historic. The, books, the books i'm not talking about the films it's okay subjective. Chris. Well, it-
2: <laughs> i'm on your side seth
1: i'm not gonna, I'm them gonna up. keep understand. going i'm just saying there is so much involved in lord of the rings that in comparing it to almost anything else it's kind of like well it's comparing apples to oranges it's not the same thing.
0: Well, I, I just have to say uh, that no, no, Frodo no. is one of the most boring characters in all of literature, in my opinion.
3: So I think it's pretty easy to compare Lord of the Rings to say the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe or anything. Also like terrible. Actually, Narnia is better than Lord of the Rings. Narnia, be- Lord yeah. of the Rings, better than Lord so the Rings let's, of let's Lord talk, Rings. talk about it. Can hang we Hang, we talk? hang on, hang on. And Willow,
2: yes, let's talk about this. Okay, wait, Omar, when you say Narnia and Lord of the Rings, are you talking about the books or are you talking about the movies? Please clarify. What, what there's a is this? difference.
3: What se- what segment is this? I've already clarified once. So this let's is clarify books again. with
2: can <laughs> Keep going.
3: <laughs> okay, All right, let's let's do that then. Some other time, and you tell me what the name of this segment is, and we'll keep going.
0: Well, hold on, just one second. Hold on, just one second. You know how the book is always better than the movie? Have heard <laughs> usually the, yes. I mean, okay. Guess what? Now, there was an the awkward mo-
3: pause there. Make sure you take that out for George.
0: <laughs> no, it's gonna it's gonna stay in for George. The movie "The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe" is a million times better than the book. What? <laughs> I
2: don't and I'm not just
0: trolling, Mr. Thomas. That. I mean, I think the uh, tumness. <laughs>
2: tumness, seriously? Oh my gosh! I'm so embarrassed.
0: I'm so yeah sorry, i'm grandma. sorry i like i like c.s lewis but his children's books the the whole like series trash oh well, this my is what, gosh well this is what i read so every single one of them is that
1: is that tolkien and lewis were best friends
2: friends
1: Okay. And they had a serious quarrel in regards to how the literature should be done. In that, C.S. Lewis believed in direct allegory. He believed, I hope that's correct. I'm not for sure on the t- terminology, but he believed in a direct tie. So every character in um, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, in the Chronicles of Narnia represent an actual biblical character. Tolkien took the other flip of the coin and believed that every single person had both good and evil within them. And at any point in time, we could be someone different from the biblical text. So they had very different interpretation and that's why we see the difference Mm -hmm. in the movie. And I believe that life is far more complicated than simple direct allegory. And therefore I prefer Tolkien over Lewis any day in regards wow. to their literature.
3: Look at that. that mic drop. But Willow's still better than both of them. I disagree. So. <laughs> I
2: don't even know. Uh, so it's accurate. all around, but, all irrelevant.
3: But the, this movie's
1: no, all to me. And we're talking low. about Willow, so here we go. Let's give it over. No, let's talk about how awesome it not, is. I mean, tell me how it's changed you. Well, you've changed me with your last
3: statement, and so I just. How do you feel molded? How
1: how did this movie mold you, Omar? Hmm.
2: He's bitching about the title of the segment, and now he doesn't know what to say. I can answer this question. I'm
3: just I'm just wondering why we're still talking about movies that molded me. Like this is the longest segment we've ever done, and on the topic, I can answer this question. Sorry.
0: the, the movie willow molded me because it was one of the, you know, first fantasy movies I can remember watching that along with movies like never ending story or whatever, that really, I don't know, maybe think outside of the box and make me think that, you know, impossible things were actually
3: possible. So
0: yeah, I don't know.
3: I mean, honestly, I mean, to really honestly answer the question, which is kind of a deep question that you asked Seth, but I guess that's kind of what you do. Um, I would say, like, looking back on it, honestly, I connected a lot with the Val Kilmer, uh, Mad Morgan character, who, you know, is like the bad guy, who's also the good guy, like the main character who saves the day, but the whole time he's not really, he's like the anti hero. And then there's the whole love story with the same thing that's going on with the, the female character and that whole thing. I mean, so there's a, kind of like a story of redemption there. But also like uh, being celebrated for being yourself, like you know, being misunderstood, I mean, finding finding your niche, finding your place, finding where you belong with the people that you belong, even though they're like, like maybe be little people or or brownies. But as far as I think as that, you know, just the misfit group of people kind of gathering together like that, you know, reminds me of something we're doing here. So, I mean, I think that's kind of how it molded me and why it connected with me. I never really it's thought good. about it that way. Cause I mean, yeah. I, I just loved it. But if I really asked myself why I was sucked into it, yeah. it was probably those characters.
0: Yeah. And there's so much internal struggle like within all the characters, even with Sorsha, the bad, you know, the, the love interest of uh, Mad Mardigan in the movie, um, you know, she's an evil princess, but she's got this struggle of like wanting to do the right thing as well. And so it's, it, it's more real of a story. Um, you know, than a lot of other things that get put out there for kids. I think, um, and it's just a—it's a really good movie. A really and it good wasn't story scary at all. Moral. It
3: was one of those things. Is like it deals a lot with like s- sorcery. And evil. Oh, dude, those yeah. trolls scared the shit out of me as a kid. For some reason, maybe I was just a little bit older, but it didn't really have any like lasting like. It didn't seem like it went too far with some of the other shows. I don't a really kid have that, like, like a liked.
2: fear thing, like sense <laughs> like some people do like <laughs> i because when i was 20 i thought so like the trolls were freaky at 20 when i watched it and then when valcomer turned into a pig um that was weird like
0: oh yeah ew. that's yeah that's really creepy but yeah but but orcs are okay so anyway continue on tell me about freak how me it's... out
2: i didn't say they didn't freak me out or uh-huh. freak um, me out uh-huh <laughs> I was, and
0: I like how swords glow whenever
3: orcs come around.
2: <laughs> yep then you can then you know you're supposed to start closing your eyes because the orcs are coming on
3: this. You know you know what else glue when they used it was the wand and willow. So you know another That's, thing that was, was stolen from.
2: Did you say glue? <laughs>
3: Yeah, it as in past tense of, of <laughs> <laughs> it
2: it glue real bright man if it
0: if, <laughs> if, it, if it blows Omar it blue i to
2: you by glue <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, i mean it's natural to think that english is a stupid language
2: yeah, <laughs> i'll take it I don't, it's the worst I language it. i hate english <laughs> <laughs> no, Seth, we're not wrapping it up. <laughs> no,
3: Seth, you were the one that asked the questions you wanted to keep it going. Like, okay, like so oh, I'll tell you how, how this movie mold molded
2: me. <laughs> exactly. Even though I was even though I was twenty when I watched it, the what was going on in my life when I was watching it was uh I was in theater school at the time and my roommates and I had a little pact or a deal or something, I don't know what you call it. We watched a new to us movie every day and it had to be new to both of us. And so it was um part of what we did was we would kind of break it down and decide what we liked about it. And we were kind of analyzing everything. So for us or for me, it just has, uh, it does still have a nostalgia to it and has like a, uh, it's how I learned how to break down movies and how I learned to see not just the storylines and enjoy that, but like costumes, lighting and scripting and like all the back behind the scenes stuff that goes into making a movie. We were breaking all that down as we were watching it. So that's how it molded me. It was part of my education.
3: Right on. All right. So we're going to say we all agree five out of five on the gray scale. And thanks for (laughs) listening to another episode of movies that molded me. Well,
0: our overall rating, our (laughs) overall rating would be 3.5. So yeah, Willow out of all of us receives a 3.5. Granted, Seth's never even seen the goddamn movie. (laughs) And Ethan's not here to vote.
3: I feel like he would (laughs) have helped cushion my vote a little bit. Anyway, Thanks, guys. Love you. Mean it. <laughs>
0: Peace.
4: All right, guys. Some really, really exciting news for our Patreons and uh, members of the fam bam, and the just Fade to Gray family. Um, we have some things going on that we want to talk to you guys about. First thing that I wanted to announce, coming July, end of July, looking at like the weekend of the July 20th, um, Elizabeth and myself are, are going to open up our house out here in Western Pennsylvania. To all who want to come out, hang out with us for the weekend. Um, do some live music. Probably have some house band pet concerts, along with you know just leaving the instruments around if you want to get drunk, do a little karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: if you want to get I mean, loaded, it's,
2: it's, it's they're kind of, for it's singing not, with nothing else. I'm just,
3: all right, let's just say we, we've had we've had a gathering at our house before, um, and it was this is back when it was a bad Christian gathering.
4: And there was probably about 10 to 15 people that showed up to our house. And I think pretty much all of them brought either a bottle of whiskey or a case of beer or both. Um, to where there was, I,
2: or a bottle of wine. Cause two of us brought wine.
4: I removed everything from their fridge to loaded it up with the beer and everything. And then like the first night, everybody went hard. We stayed up all night, just having a really good, good night. And the next, by the next night, everybody was asleep at eight o'clock on the couch. That might have had something to do with the edibles. They won't be quite as strong this time. <laughs> 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 but but we did have a blast. We went, last year, I think, we ended up going out on the river, kayaking. It's a little late in the season. The rivers are low. But where we live um, out here in western Pennsylvania, we're about uh, two and a half hours from Niagara Falls. Uh, we're about an hour and a half from Pittsburgh. You're saying three hours from Niagara Falls is that is that what the three was okay if elizabeth drives it's three hours if you want to ride with me it's two and a a half (laughs) Uh, and then
0: (laughs) and then we're about
2: uh, guess who's gotten more tickets an
0: hour and a half away from (laughs) well he's african-american so of course he has
3: it's profiling yes exactly what it is (laughs) just remember though like I may have more tickets, but I'll, but per times I get pulled over to
4: actually getting a ticket is still lower.
2: <laughs> True. If I get pulled over, I get <laughs> if I get pulled over, I get a ticket. There's no me. T- I can't talk them. No. <laughs> you
3: just gotta show them a little cleavage. <laughs> That's what I do. That's why it works I'm for not
0: me.
2: Good at that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but if you guys make it to one of the local airports,
4: we're also about an hour and a half, two hours away from Cleveland as as well. So if you guys can get to one of these local airports, we'll. Give guys a ride. Right. Um, we have a bunch of things going on. We go up to Niagara Falls. Um, like I said, can you
0: give me there. a ride from DFW airport? Hell
4: no. <laughs> Pittsburgh <laughs> or, or Cleveland. But yeah, um, would love to have you. Um, contact us more about it on our Facebook group that Seth's going to tell you about right now or anything of the sort. Um, get at us on our social medias. Uh, we'll be announcing more activities once we get closer to Seth. What are you going to announce that I just put you on the spot about?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Fade to Gray listeners. This is Seth, and I'm coming in with some exciting news. Outside of interviewing interesting people and hosting the occasional roundtable, Fade to Gray has been busy staying active on Marco Polo, engaging our supporters in a conversation. Oftentimes, the conversation is about... heated topics. Sometimes it's not. Really, we're all just engaging in life together. And our Patreon group has really been thriving as of late. However, we've come to realize that Marco Polo isn't necessarily for everyone. I mean, it really does take quite a bit to be that vulnerable and engage in these types of conversations face to face. So since Marco Polo isn't for everyone, We've decided to take the Fade to Gray podcast Patreon group to Facebook. So for as little as $1 a month, you can support us and be a part of a conversation on Facebook. A place that is a safe spot. A place where you can be vulnerable. You can be yourself and you can explore topics of conversation. In fact, you can engage in the nuanced conversation that Fade to Gray is really all about. So check us out on Facebook and further support us for $1 a month for as little as $1 a month. Be a part of the fade to gray community. I hope to see you there.
0: One other thing that our Patreon group gets is they actually get to be part of a zoom call with us. So we record our podcast via zoom. And so you kind of get to be there involved in, uh, in, in the fun with us. And we're going to be doing that, usually about once a month. Uh, The next one we're going to be doing is April the 26th. That's a Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern. So people that support us uh, via Patreon or Patreon, whatever you want to call it, uh, for as little as $1 a month, we'll get to be on that Zoom call with us. It's going to be a blast.
4: Looking forward to it. Can't wait. Babe, do you have any other, do we miss anything about the Patreon plugs? I know that each level is a different... Uh, tier where I believe we'll be sending out some t-shirts here in the next couple of weeks. I think it's been, the-
2: don't say that word.
4: <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I keep saying the t-shirts, I, I believe they'll show up at my house. As soon as they get here, I'll start I'll, sending them out. <laughs>
2: I'll believe it when I see it. Um, <laughs> no, I think we're good. The only thing I had to announce is that I have my own little podcast coming out soon. Hopefully it'll be released by the last week of April. And um So, yeah, watch our social medias for some little ads. I'm going to take over for a day and let you know when it's released. But it's all about homeschooling. What's the name of (laughs) it? It's called Four in Toe Podcast. Four in Toe Podcast. Can't wait. All right. So we'll see you guys next week.
0: What is up, fade to gray family? This is Chris, and I want to talk to you about something we've been telling you about all season long, and that's Brian from Boundless Financial Solutions.com. He can help you set up a budget, learn how to invest your money, and even help you understand your retirement. And they don't just work with individuals, they work with businesses and nonprofits as well. What's awesome is that they're never going to cold call you or spam your email. You tell them them your needs, your hopes, and dreams, and they will provide you with their best options at your convenience. Listeners of Fade to Gray can call 413-977-9967 and ask for Brian, or you can email him directly at brian at bfs-team.com. And that's Brian with an I. And mention the podcast to receive a free consultation. That's hundreds of dollars in value. Services are available where licensed. Look, you have no excuse not to get your finances in order. Visit boundlessfinancialsolutions.com and let them remove your financial fears today.